Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number 24 of Genesis chapter 6. And we're going to be reading verses 16 and 17. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with lower, second, and third stories. Shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. And I'll stop reading there. Now, um, in our last study, we were looking at the last part of verse 16, where God tells us that the ark will have lower, second, and third stories. Those were the instructions given to Noah. That's how he was to make it. Lower, second, and third stories. And through that, we understand that God is indicating his purposes in view. Three stories. Number three points to the purpose of God. But also the word lower, the Hebrew word that's um, here translated as lower, is 8482. It's a word that's found 20 times in the Old Testament. One out of those 20 times is a place name, and with with the remaining 19 times, 11 out of the 19 can be shown to be pointing to hell or the wrath of God. For instance, in Psalm 63, Psalm 63 and verse 9, word uh, lower is used. In that verse, and it says, But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. In Deuteronomy 32 and verse 22, it says, For a fire is kindled in mine anger and shall burn unto the lowest hell. And and again, this is the, the word lower, 8482. Or in Psalm 88, Psalm 88, the entire psalm is a psalm that is uh, describing um, the wrath of God and it could apply to the Lord Jesus Christ, but it also could apply to the people of God. In Psalm 88, verse 6, Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit in darkness in the deeps. And all those statements laid me in the lowest pit, darkness, and the deeps relate to death, hell, or the grave, and the wrath of God. In Psalm 139, it says in verse 15, My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. And um, it, it would benefit to read the rest of the psalm. God is speaking of 
the formation, the knitting together of a child. Yes, uh, David is uh, making reference to himself and how he was formed. But actually, it's pointing to the coming together of the body of Christ, that is, all those that God has saved. We were all, as it were, curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth because that's where God formed us in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. As he bore our sins upon him and Jesus made payment for those sins as he was suffering God's punishment at the point of the world's foundation, then the body of Christ came together as it were. We we were knitted together like a child begins to form in the womb. And then the, the whole history of the world is basically that child um, developing and growing until finally it, it is brought forth. And, and this helps us to understand some of the language in the Bible that speaks of travail, like a woman in travail and and so forth, because once God finds the less of the elect and, and applies salvation to them, well, then it all relates to this child that was conceived at the point of the world's foundation. Also, in Ezekiel chapter 31, it says in verse 14, to the end that none of all the trees by the waters exalt themselves for their height, neither shoot up their top among the thick boughs, neither their trees stand up in their height, all the drink water, for they are all delivered unto death to the nether parts of the earth. The word nether is a translation of the same Hebrew word that's lower in our verse in Genesis. Now, uh, again, notice what I just read. They are all delivered unto death to the nether parts of the earth. The lower parts of the earth relate to death. And death and hell are synonymous. The, the word for the grave is also translated as hell. And, and so death has everything to do with hell. And so too does the lower parts of the earth. It goes on to say here in Ezekiel 31:14, in the midst of the children of men with them that go down to the pit. And it's repeated in verse 16. I made the nations to shake at the sound of his fall when I cast him down to hell with them that descend into the pit and all the trees of Eden, the choice and best of Lebanon, all the drink water shall be comforted in the nether parts of the earth. And again in verse 18, to whom art thou thus like in glory and in greatness among the trees of Eden? Yet shalt thou be brought down with the trees of Eden unto the nether parts of the earth. Thou shalt lie in the midst of the uncircumcised with them that be slain by the sword. This is Pharaoh, and all his multitude saith the Lord Jehovah. We see, as God uses this word, this Hebrew word, that is translated as lower or nether, that again and again 
he ties it in with death and hell, the lowest pit, with language that relates to being under the wrath of God. Now, how does all that fit with the ark? Well, the the ark was to have lower, second, and third stories. And again, once the ark is placed into the water, then a portion of that large vessel would sink beneath the water. And that water typifies the wrath of God. It's the outpouring, literally. Literally, God poured out uh, this tremendous deluge to drown and uh, to crush underneath the inhabitants of the earth the uh, through the weight, the tremendous weight of all this water that he himself unleashed and uh, had rained down from heaven and come up from the depths beneath uh, until every creature, every person with the breath of life perished and died. The water typifies, without any question, hell. It's a picture of the fury and anger and wrath of a God that is taking vengeance upon rebels and sinners that have transgressed his law in thought, word, and deed. And yet, in the ark, we find the people that God has spared, the elect. They have not been taken up out of the world, so they they have no involvement with the water, but they remained on the earth, protected, yes, inside the ark, but but without question, they could hear the um, heavy fall of the water, the heavy rain as it landed upon the ark and and rained for forty days and forty nights, they could feel the the water as finally uh, it was sufficient to begin raising the ark and lifting it up and and the ark for a period of time would have gone higher and higher, floating upon the flood waters until finally. It was at the point of being 15 cubits above the highest mountain. And yet all the while that the ark was being lifted, a portion of the ship itself was in the water. The the lower story, it was beneath the water line. It, It was surrounded by water. And that's a picture of God's people going through the wrath of God. That's a picture of what is happening today in our time as the Lord has come as the judge of all the earth and he brought judgment. This judgment began on the 17th day of the second month, the 17th day of the second month of the Hebrew or biblical calendar, which in our Gregorian calendar, turned out to be May 21, 2011. And and God brought a spiritual judgment. The Word of God brought a spiritual judgment upon the inhabitants of the earth, just as 
the word of God brought the physical judgment of the floodwaters upon the inhabitants of the earth of that time. And and by the way, the Bible does say that the flood came as a result of the word of God. In Second Peter 3, it says in verse 5, For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God, by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. Now let me, let me read that again, taking out some of the information that came in between, um, some statements here. In verse 5 again, by the word of God, and then the thought is continuing, the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. By the word of God, the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. The world of Noah's day perished by the word of God. The flood came by or according to the word of God, or as a result of the word of God. The word of God is what destroyed every person in all the world of Noah's day. And likewise today, when we speak of a spiritual judgment, when we talk about the door shutting on a particular day, that's all according to or by the Word of God. It, it's, it's exactly the same cause for the judgment of the world of Noah's day as it is regarding the judgment that occurred on the self-same day or the equivalent self-same day, the 17th day of the second month, 7,000 years later on Again, that day of May 21, 2011. The word of God is accomplishing the wrath, the pouring out of the wrath of God. And, and, and so, God's people at this time are left on the earth. Exactly as Noah and his wife, his three sons and their wives, were left on the earth. They were not taken away. They were not removed into heaven. There, there, you, you can't find that. It, no matter how much you search, if you search the Genesis flood account, you will not find that Noah and, and the other seven souls were translated like Elijah or were changed like Enoch and, and just removed. God could have done that. He, he demonstrated that with Enoch. But God did not remove and and take Noah and his family away so that they would not uh, have to endure the flood, the wrath of God, that which happened according to the word of God, and, and it, it would have no impact upon them. That was not God's purpose for them. God's purpose was he left them. He left them to experience the flood 
only their experience of the flood would be dramatically different due to their uh, blessed and privileged position of being inside the ark than the people that are outside the ark. Both the people outside the ark and the few souls within are all on the earth, are all being rained upon, but again, God made provision to protect and deliver the remnant. Just just a few people, a handful of people out of the hole, and he made no such provision uh, to protect and deliver the rest of mankind. Exactly, exactly the same today. God saved his elect, which in a world of seven billion, it's still only a remnant, but that remnant numbers a great multitude due to the enormous um, increase in population over the population of Noah's day. A, a remnant out of seven billion about, it, it can be 150 million, 170 million, whatever the exact number is, but still, if you had 150 or 160 or 170 million elect out of a, a total population of 7 billion, that means you have 6 billion and over 800 million non-elect, unsaved individuals. Just, just a massive number of people that are not saved. And, and so it's still a small portion, a remnant out of the whole, and God saved them, hiding them spiritually in Christ. Their life is hid with Christ in God. And they have safe and secure protection from God through their salvation. And once they were all safely into Christ, once the last child of God, the last name found written in the Lamb's Book of Life, the last one of the elect to be saved, once he or she was saved, then God shut the door because all had entered into the safe vessel. All had come into the ark or into Christ. And then once the door is shut, the Lord poured out his wrath. And the shutting of the door was an integral part of that wrath of God. It, it's one of the primary elements of the wrath of God. And then God continued to pour out his wrath, all the while leaving these elect. And since it, it was um, a spiritual ark, Christ, and since it was a spiritual salvation that that safely brought all into Christ. It wasn't necessary to have them all gather together in one location and to board some kind of physical craft like an ark. No, they, they could remain in China, in India, in Vietnam, in Africa, and, and a handful in America or a handful in Canada or South America, the elect could remain physically wherever they lived and wherever God had saved them. It, it, it's not necessary. It's not a requirement that they 
come together physically in any sense, yet they're all gathered together in one in Christ and hid as securely as anything or anyone could ever be hid. They can never be harmed. And now God tries them and, and, and brings them through the fire of his wrath, severely um, testing them as they go through the same experience as all of the other people of the world, as all the other unsaved individuals of the world. The same water that, that destroyed the wicked of Noah's day brought no harm to Noah and the other seven. And were the same word of God, for it was by the word of God that the world uh, overflowed with water perished. The same word of God that is destroying the unsaved inhabitants of the earth today causes no harm to God's elect, safe and secure, delivered for all eternity in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. They go on day by day through the deep waters, through the lowest part of the earth. Remember how Jesus referred to Jonah's experience in the whale's belly and likened it to his own time of of suffering three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And the heart of the earth is another way of saying the lower parts of the earth or hell or being under the wrath of God. And in Jonah chapter 2, it says in verse 1, Then Jonah prayed unto Jehovah his God out of the fish's belly. And think about that. Jonah was inside this enormous whale. He he was inside an enormous whale in the depths of the sea in the lower parts of the earth. And and there was water all around him. Water compassed him about. Notice it says in verse 2, And said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto Jehovah. And he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I. And thou heardest my voice, for thou hast cast me into the deep, in the midst of the seas, and the floods compass me about all thy billows and thy waves passed over me then i said i am cast out of thy sight yet i will look again toward thy holy temple the waters compass me about even to the soul the depth closed me round about the weeds were wrapped about my head can you see the similarity between jonah Inside a whale, and a whale it is very similar to to uh, uh, an ark, uh, as Noah and his family were inside the ark, and and here Jonah is going through this experience as the waters are all about him, and and God identifies the encompassing waters as hell. And, and his position inside the whale in the fish's belly, it, it, Jonah makes reference, he says, Out of the belly of hell cried I. 
Well, if Jonah was in the belly of hell inside the whales, the waters were all around him as he was in the deep, what are the inhabitants of the ark going through as as the waters of the flood are are all about that vessel and even the lower portion of the ark is beneath the water line and can you see the similarity can you see the picture as the waters represent the the furious wrath of god and yet inside the ark there was not a drop as far as we know there there is not a touch of the water that was outside that wet Noah, his wife, and, and their children and their wives. As far as we know, God makes no reference to it of any kind. They apparently were dry as could be inside the ark as the deluge of water was everywhere outside. And, and likewise, the wrath of God all around us today, all around us, it, it, it's everywhere as God is, is furiously judging the people of the world will not touch us in the littlest way. Just as the fire, uh, when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were cast into it, had no power upon them. Neither does the, the, uh, wrath of God have power upon the elect that are safe in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.